it's not possible to address everything all at once. And so like, just take it one step at a time and kind of like address one area. And once you feel good about that area, move on to the next area. And so, yeah, we're always just encouraging people to go at whatever pace feels good to them and makes sense to them because every little change that is being implemented is making a difference. And there's no rush to like detoxify everything all at once. Welcome to Business with Purpose. I'm your host, Molly Stillman of Still Being Molly. And this show is all about bringing you the stories behind the brands, the companies, and the small businesses that are changing the world. Each week, I get to sit down with an entrepreneur, a CEO, a nonprofit director, community leader, activist, author, speaker, or just an incredible person who is trying to make a positive impact, not only through their personal life, but also with their career. My goal is to show you, the listener, that no matter what you do for a living, you can make an impact wherever you are. My guest this week is the incredible Bethany McDaniel, the founder of Primally Pure. Having used all sorts of harsh prescription creams and pills to treat her acne as a teenager and young adult, Bethany was blown away by the effects she eventually experienced after ditching the harsh chemicals and replacing them with simple and natural ingredients. Bethany's journey inspired her to start Primally Pure with an initial $250 order for ingredients and supplies to help others experience the benefits of using clean products. In addition to spending the time at the Primally Pure workshop and spa envisioning new product ideas, Bethany is passionate about things, all things faith, clean living, and biohacking. She loves sharing the knowledge she has gained with others, as well as taking regular getaways with her family to reset and refresh. I have loved Primally Pure's products for quite a few years now. I talk about that actually in the episode. I am personally a huge fan of this brand. And so getting to sit down with Bethany and hear the whole backstory and learn more about it was such a treat. I loved it so much. And she is just incredibly kind. She's funny. And she is just doing incredible things in the clean beauty world. But before I get to my conversation with Bethany, I want to thank our partner of the show, and that is Mama Suds. As you know, I love clean, natural, non-toxic products, including beauty products and my home cleaning products. And Mama Suds is here to help you if you're trying to kind of get rid of the toxins in your household. Now, it can be really overwhelming. So the best way to do this is to just start with one product. So every time you run out of a specific cleaning product, just replace it with a non-toxic one. Another simple, quick, easy tip is to purchase a product that might have multiple uses. The Mama Suds collection has so many multi-use products like their Castile soap, toilet bombs, and the multi-purpose house cleaner. Their blog has a ton of great tips and a Castile soap recipe that you can print and make a ton of your own effective cleaners. Give them a try at mamasuds.com and don't forget to use that coupon code MOLLY for 15% off your order. That's mamasuds.com. Use the coupon code MOLLY for 15% off your order. Now on to my conversation with Bethany McDaniel. I'm so excited to have Bethany McDaniel here on the show uh, from Primarily Pure. Bethany, first of all, welcome. Thank you so much, Molly. I'm so excited to be here chatting with you. You, we talked about this a little bit before we recorded, um, but my listeners are no stranger uh, to my dear friend, um, M. Gray from the Flourish Market. And you are also friends with um, M and she's, you know, so I just, I love when I make those connections because it makes the world feel a little less enormous. 
Yeah. I feel like I already know you a little bit I know. because we have that in common. I know. I know. And Em has been um, on the show many times because she always hosts, co-hosts my annual gift guide episode, uh, which everybody looks forward to. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But I just like to, you know, again, make those <laughs> connections for people when they're like, oh, okay. All right. We're, we're all friends now. Um, okay. So, but before uh, we kind of really dig into the conversation, give us the Bethany 101. So tell us who you are, what you do and how you got to where you are today. Sure. Okay. Um, I'll try to not make this too in-depth, but in a nutshell, um, I started Primally Pure in 2000, officially in 2015. I was kind of formulating and tinkering for a few years before that, but I started the company and I started experimenting with natural skincare products out of a need that I was filling for myself of just wanting natural products that wouldn't irritate my skin, that wouldn't contribute to my overall toxic load and would still provide me with the results I was looking for. I had really irritated acne prone skin growing up and just turned to every conventional product to kind of help with those skin issues, but never saw the long lasting results that I was looking for until I one, changed my diet, and then two, swapped out a lot of the products that I was using for natural alternatives that I was making. And so I did this kind of out of a passion project. I started selling the products on my the farm that my husband had started with his dad and brothers, kind of all while I was working. I was working at Special Olympics at the time. And then eventually, um, my husband was a teacher, but we had these kind of side things. We quit our jobs. We moved in with his family because that's where the farm was at the time. And there were like nine of us living in this house. A few of his other siblings had quit their jobs too. We all moved into this little farmhouse and we were, you know, raising chickens. I was making skincare products in the kitchen. It's like a crazy year of all of us like starting these businesses. And um, eventually it just kind of started taking off. And, you know, since then I've, I've had two kids. I moved production from my little farmhouse kitchen into our first headquarters and now into the newer headquarters that we're at now. We have a spa that we opened up here a few years ago. We do everything under one roof. So manufacturing, shipping, customer service, marketing, it all happens here at our headquarters in Southern California. And yeah, that's kind of a little bit about me and the business in a nutshell. Wow. I think one, the fact that here we are, right, really still at the beginning of 2022. And to think of how far you have come in such a short amount of time is incredible. Uh, So number one, I just, while I don't have a business selling a physical product, I've been in business for myself for like almost 16 years. And I just know how stressful entrepreneurship is. And the fact that you have grown the way you have over the past seven years is amazing. So like my hat, that I am not currently wearing <laughs> goes off to, is like off to you is just amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, what you've well, done. Thank you. Um, okay, so I want to back up a little bit because I have a couple of things that you said that I was just like, wait, I did not know this part of the story. And so, but before we get to that, I want to talk about like what was it in your own personal life that really led you down this path of researching what was in your skincare, what was in your beauty routine, and um. You know, I think more and more people nowadays <laughs> makes me sound like a really old person, like more and more people these days. Um, but just like more and more people these days are realizing 
the importance of, you know, your, this, your skin's your largest organ. And so your body is absorbing everything that you put on it. And so if there are, you know, toxic or uh, harmful ingredients in your makeup and your lotions and your, you know, skincare, then that's going into your body and that can contribute to poor health and things like that. And, you know, more of our people are understanding that. Um, but you were a little bit ahead of the curve on that. So what in your own life led you down that path to begin to research and, and find out more about, uh, you know, some of the things that maybe you didn't realize prior to switching over? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it was for me, a combination of things. And, um, you know, I was really exposed to this world of natural health and wellness through my husband and his family and them wanting to start this regenerative livestock farm and because they couldn't source um, well-raised animal products um, in our local area. They were, you know, couldn't find anything that that wasn't factory farms that was raised, you know, outside on grass and things like that. And, you know, that is something that never even occurred to me in my whole life. Like, you know, the idea that that the way we raise our food and grow our food actually makes a difference in the quality of the of the food and how it impacts our health and all that. And so and it's not only when it comes to, um, you know, animal based products, it's like everything. So they were kind of on this path of not eating processed foods, and eating real whole foods. And that kind of opened my eyes to like, whoa, um, there is a big difference in like the foods that I've been eating my entire life and how they're eating. And so I tried it out for myself. I noticed a big difference in my energy levels, in just my resilience to not getting sick as often. I was someone who caught colds like multiple times a year. Um, I was always like tired after meals and just different times of the day in general. So, um, you know, had dealt with brain fog. So a lot of these problems, nothing like super intense, but things that most of us might think of as being like pretty normal that I had dealt with my whole life, a lot of those things just went away when I changed my diet. So once I had explored that, it kind of got me thinking, like, if I've been wrong about, um, you know, how to eat, and what foods are healthy my entire life, what else have I been wrong about? So I looked into Mm. skincare products, and then cleaning products, and realized that just because something is sold on the shelf at the supermarket or the drugstore doesn't mean that it's safe. And in fact, most of the ingredients in these products have never even been tested for safety. So once I started like putting all these pieces together, and then also just looking at the rates of sickness and disease in our country and how much they have skyrocketed within the last 100 years, you know, our genetics haven't changed dramatically in the last century, but our environment has things that we eat have, the products that we use have changed. And so for me, it was really a combination of I've just finally like all these pieces kind of came together for me and made sense from my own experience to what I was seeing just in the health of of people in in America, of family members and things like that. Just kind of this light bulb of like, okay, this isn't how it's supposed to be and how can I personally make changes that will align my way of living more with like my natural state of being when it comes to diet, when it comes to products and all that stuff. Man. Yeah. I think that that is a really similar journey, uh, kind of that I went on, but mine was after I had kids. Um, so like when my, when my first daughter was born back in 2013, all of a sudden I was like hyper aware of this tiny human that I was now responsible for. And so I was like, 
oh, wait, so everything that I eat, you know, is going into my baby. And then everything that I, you know, is it going to come out then through my breast milk and like all these kinds of things, you know, and everything I put on my tiny little human like baby lotions. And I started looking at the ingredients on some of the really, you know, the really very uh, conventional uh, baby soaps and baby shampoos. And I was just a little bit horrified. (laughs) When I started to, when I started to to learn more about that, and I was just like, okay, well, uh, I something has to change, and so I very gradually started to really change over, you know, everything from, you know, what I was, you know, again, what I was eating, what I was giving my kids, and not that I like. <laughs> don't hear this, like, especially any mom, I don't want anybody adding to mom shame or mom guilt, because that there is enough of that out there. But again, I just I just started to very consciously make decisions. Because I was just all of a sudden aware. And I think that that's, it kind of goes into that, like, I don't know, the cliche, like, knowledge is power. (laughs) And like, the more that you start to learn, the more that you can be like, oh, okay, I'm gonna make different choices um, to, you know, hopefully um, set myself up for success. You know, I started thinking about the fact that, like, my daughter very rarely, like, she would get a cold, like kids do, but never really was really ever sick for more than, you know, a day or two. <laughs> like it, it was just, I was trying to do everything I could to, to set her up, um, you know, and her, and really provide her body and her immune system with the ingredients and the, you know, the pieces that it needed in order to fight off disease and all those kinds of things. And then in turn, I was doing the same thing uh, with myself. So when you decided, okay, I think I'm going to start making some of my own products, which product did you start with? And where did you even like begin to figure out how to do this. Um, you know, like I've made some, uh, you know, hand soaps at home and I've made some, you know, sugar scrubs and things like that, but I would never in a million years know how to like make a, you know, an oil cleanser or, uh, you know, a (laughs) night cream or anything like that. Like I would have no idea how to do that. So where, how did you, what'd you start with and and how'd you learn how to do that? Yeah. Well, I want to say, you know, in response to what you were sharing with your daughter and how yeah. that led you to start making changes. I think that's incredible. And I hear that from so many moms. And I love that you took the outlook of, you know, feeling empowered by learning more rather than feeling kind of like bogged down yeah. by that knowledge to the point where it just it's like, it's too much. I'm just going to keep doing what we've been doing because I think it can be overwhelming for a lot of people for sure. once you start learning this stuff. And so, yeah, I just, I love everything that you said. I think it's, it's such a journey. We just have to like break it down into bite-sized pieces and do what we can at, at, you know, any given time, instead of trying to tackle like everything right all at once. Um, and in terms of how I started out, gosh, I mean, I started out, this was kind of like a hobby, a passion project of mine. So I never imagined that we would have this full line of products. And in the last couple of years, I've had help from formulators and things like that. But in the beginning, it was just so much trial and error, really, like so much research and so much trial and error. I don't can tell you how many different tubes of deodorant, deodorant recipes that I tested over a hundred, like in the beginning, before I finally had a product that I was happy with. And deodorant was the product I started with because I was just using coconut oil and baking soda. I had read that that worked really well um, online and it does. Um, So I was just kind of mixing them in these little like honey jars that you get from restaurants and hotels. Yeah. Um, I would just like take those and empty them and then put coconut oil in one, baking baking soda in the other. And it was just like dab them on my underarms every day. And I wanted Jeff, my husband to do that also. And he wasn't interested in (laughs) using that method 
So then I was like, okay, I have to figure out how to make this in a stick form. And that's when I had to start using other ingredients like, um, you know, beeswax to solidify and hold it together. And I started out using shea butter to moisturize. Then I started using tallow in place of that. And then just, I wanted it to make it as effective as possible. So I started using like arrowroot powder to absorb moisture and essential oils so that it would smell nice and so that I could um, take advantage of some of the antibacterial properties of the essential oils. And so, I don't know, it just kind of evolved into this mission of, I want to create the best natural deodorant out there. You know, this was back in like 2013, when I started experimenting with this stuff, there weren't a whole lot of natural deodorants on the market at that time. So I think I was just fueled by so much passion that, that I was really motivated to research and to try different things and give out test tubes to everyone I knew and implement (laughs) their feedback into the next, you know, batch of samples that I made and, and stuff like that. So it was just kind of a lot of like scrappy trial and error research in the beginning. And then as I went along, I started to seek out more, um, you know, professional help with some of our newer formulations. That's so cool. I love hearing um, entrepreneurial journeys like that when, and I love picturing too, you in this farmhouse with nine other people and you're just like in the kitchen trying different deodorant (laughs) formulas. uh, That was brutal. Whenever someone tried to um, cook a meal, it was like, fighting over <laughs> over the stove. Like that's just gritty. I was always making products. It's gritty. I love it. It's it's that's it's that like determination. Um and then it's it's the kind of thing that you get to then look back on years later and be like, oh man, look at how far we've come. How amazing is that? I want to ask you a little bit more about the farm um, because uh, and my my motives are purely selfish uh, because you know, my family and I we actually moved or bought and moved to a farm um, last year. And I mean, oh, it's cool. a small, uh, you know, just a family farm homestead. Um, but our, you know, our goal, we have a lot of goals, uh, but one of our, <laughs> you know, main priorities was just getting back to this, um, kind of, I want to say simpler way of living. Cause it's certainly not uh, a simpler way of living is actually like moving back to our cul-de-sac and like living five minutes from a grocery store, but more this idea of knowing that, you know, we want to get to a point where 75% of what we are eating, we either raise or grow ourselves. And so we know like where our fruits and vegetables are coming from and where our meat is coming from. And we know how our meat is being raised. And, um, you know, and then are also partnering with other local farms and, uh, you know, supporting them in areas that like, you know, we really realistically are never going to own cattle. Also, like, watch that be the thing that I say. And then, like, next summer we have cows. Um, But (laughs) it's not in the plans right now. And so, you know, we're able to support the cattle farm that's right down the road. Um, And uh, also, we have bees and, you know, everything from honey to um, beeswax. And uh, there's what's this? uh, There's this other stuff that you get. And I am the bees are really my husband and my son's like project. I'm truth be told, terrified of bees. So I just morally support them. (laughs) I support them. I'm like, I think bees are great. And I am going to applaud you over here, but I'm actually terrified of them. Um, so like irrationally. Propolis. Are you thinking of propolis? Yes. That stuff. Yes. Propolis. Um, which is like, superpower for like sore throats and yeah, antibacterial. It's it's great. Amazing. Like all the things that yeah. God gave us uh, just in his creation. 
But again, using all of those things, uh, we have a goat and, you know, eventually getting to the point where we're comfortable milking her and and taking the goat's milk and, um, you know, making soaps and lotions and all those things. Um, you know, and so we're trying to get back to that, that practice, but it's hard. It's so, so hard. And, and my husband and I just yesterday were talking about like how a year ago, there were so many things that we just did not know about farming and, uh, homesteading and what it takes to like raise your own food and grow your own food and all the things that I never would have like really even known about. Like I'm very, very hyper aware every time a a hawk flies over our farm, I'm just like, you stay away from my chickens. You know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I know exactly. I never never would have paid attention to those things uh, a year ago. So anyway, I tell you all of that to just um, preface my, this question of just like, what, tell me a little bit more about the farm and and what their kind of practices are. You know, you mentioned that they're hoping to be a regenerative, regenerative farm. Um, and do you still partner with them? Um, what did it look like in the early days? I just, I, I'm curious. I want to know all the things. Yeah. So we started out similar to my company. It started kind of as a hobby project um, and it started with chicken. So we were all just kind of talking about it. I think it was Easter one year and my brother-in-law leaves the room and he comes back and announces that he's ordered 50 chicks. So at that point, we had to, I say we, not so much me, but, you know, Jeff and his brothers um, had to really dive into researching how to raise chickens outside on grass. And Jeff's dad has been into this for years and years and years. So he was already like a wealth of knowledge when it came to all of these practices. So it was awesome having him available to bounce ideas off of and ask questions to and things like that. Although he had never actually done it. He is just passionate about it and reads books on it and stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the chickens were coming, I think like whether, you know, there was, they had been ordered, they were on their way. And so they just kind of sprung into action and started building these movable chicken coops. Um, yeah. Chicken tractors. Yep. (laughs) The Joel Salatin style. Yes. Yes. Um, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's how they started. They just looked up, I think on YouTube, like videos of how to build these things. And, you know, we would all chip in with the farm chores of like moving the chickens to a fresh patch of grass every day. And we all chipped in as a family for like processing days, which we also learned how to do on YouTube. Yep. Everything from YouTube, man. Yeah. Yeah. You can learn anything on the internet, on the internet. Yeah. So those days were not the best days. Like, you know, it's not fun to process chickens at all, but, um, it also results in having a much greater respect for the animal and like food and what it takes for like a living creature to go from something that's like walking around on the grass to something that's on your plate, you know, in the grocery store, you just see the end product, you see your food packaged up all nicely, but you don't always think about what it takes for, for that to be a reality. So it was all like really interesting stuff. Um, and I feel really grateful to have been a part of like those early phases of the farm and since then it's grown so much. Um, you know, they're raising all different types of animals and doing it in the most humane, good for the soil, good for the purse, good for the human who consumes the animal way possible. Um, and yeah, super grateful to, to be a part of 
of what they do. We still kind of work together. Like the farm is just a mile down the road from our headquarters at Primal awesome. Pure. So yeah, it's still a family business. And I feel like we're kind of sister companies in a way. Every once in a while, we'll do like a giveaway together, things like that. But we're not, you know, working like day to day, you know, together on stuff anymore. Yeah. I really appreciate you sharing that because, um, that's been one, you know, that's been exactly one of our goals. So we raised, um, we raised chickens, ducks, uh, guinea fowl, uh, goats. We're hoping to get pigs this year. And, uh, we raised turkeys last year and we're going to do it again. And, um, it was just, it was such a humbling process you know, we learned, we first learned how to process chickens. And then because we, we were like, well, if we can do chickens, we can do turkeys. It's just a much bigger chicken, <laughs> like is essentially what it is. But it really did give us this whole different appreciation for where our food comes from. And, um, you know, my, my kids at first, it's amazing how far they've come because my kids are eight and, um, six. And when we first got the chickens, they could have never wrapped their mind around the idea of like eating something that we raised. They were just like, what? No, it's never going to happen. And now like it's not processing day is not a happy day, but they now are so much more respectful um, and understanding and uh, appreciate more. You know, we talk, we talk a lot about like, you love (laughs) Chick-fil-A, like that's a chicken that like lived and walked around and it probably didn't live as awesome of a life as the chickens that we raise, you know? And so, uh, and at, at Thanksgiving this year, when I was cooking that Turkey, I was honestly a little stressed out because I was like, we raised this Turkey for six months. And if I burn this Turkey, like that is over six months worth of work (laughs) and, you know, an entire day of processing down the tubes. And so I cannot screw up this turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah. Oh, it's so cool that you guys are doing all that. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Not many people get to experience that. And I, yeah, I salute you for for going through that and (laughs) with your family, like such a valuable experience for your kids and just something really cool for you guys to all kind of partake in and work together on. Yeah. Like you mentioned, it just, I think everyone should be able to experience that at some point in life, whether it's like hunting or raising animals, you know, or growing something or whatnot. It just, it really increases your appreciation for the food that you eat. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. It really, really Mm -hmm. does. Um, but I think again, it it translates all very seamlessly into, um, understanding like how our beauty products are made, understanding how our clothes are made. Um, and understanding that there's like real human hands that make these things that touch these things that go into the creation of products that, you know, we buy on the store shelves. And so being able to be mindful of one, the ingredients or, or the things that are in the products we're using, um, being able to be mindful of, Hey, are the people that made that product, like, are they paid a living wage? Like, are they taking care of, are they being able to take care of their family? What sacrifices are they making so that I can enjoy whatever this thing is? Um, I think those things all naturally, um, seamlessly fit together, but like you kind of alluded to earlier, like it can be really overwhelming. And so a lot of times people will get to a point where they feel so overwhelmed with, uh, you know, all the choices that have to be made that often they just um, get almost that like analysis, analysis paralysis. And then they just can't, they're like, I can't, I can't, well, I, can't I just gotta do what's easy. I just, I can't, uh-huh. I can't do any of it. Um, so my, my question for you is, 
you know, in your experience, what has been maybe the thing that, you know, as you've talked with people, as you've, you know, built this company and marketed these products that has you, you've seen has helped people kind of overcome that hurdle of analysis paralysis and like, oh, okay, this doesn't actually have to be hard. Like this, this can actually be easy. I can't, I don't have to sacrifice convenience or I don't have to sacrifice um, effectiveness in the products. I can have both and. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one thing that we try to really break down for people is, you know, if you're not ready to dive in and like purchase products from us or another clean brand right away, there's a lot you can do with ingredients that you have in your kitchen. So Mm. over the summer last year, we actually did this big campaign on our blog where we featured different DIY recipes for products that we, some of our best selling products that we make and sell. Um, Just showing people like, you know, it's expensive. If you want to do a huge like product overhaul all at once, it's, it can be expensive and overwhelming and it doesn't, It doesn't have to be because you can literally make these products very simply with ingredients that you have in your kitchen. So if anyone's interested, we have that series on our blog. Um, If you just search DIY, all these DIY recipes will come up for how to make things like deodorant and a cleansing oil and a moisturizer and a dry shampoo and a toner using ingredients that almost everyone has in their kitchen. So um, and cleaning products too, like you can use water and vinegar for so much. So we're just always trying to share um, just like make it more cost effective for people. Like ultimately we are a company that cares about the health of our community and the people that we serve. And it's great if people are buying our products, but if we can just help people along in their journeys of becoming healthier people and creating healthier homes like that, that's our ultimate goal. So we want to make it easy for people and more cost effective for people. That's a big goal of ours. So I think that And then just encouraging people too that, you know, like, yes, this stuff matters and it's important and it should be taken seriously because it is something that, you know, chemicals do have the potential to create sickness and disease over time, but it's also not going to happen overnight. So if you can't possibly address like your cleaning products, your skincare products, your diet, you know, the water you're drinking, like air quality in your home, you it's not possible to address everything all at once. And so like, just take it one step at a time and kind of like address one area. And once you feel good about that area, move on to the next area. And so, yeah, we're always just encouraging people to go at whatever pace feels good to them and makes sense to them because every little change that is being implemented is making a difference. And there's no rush to like, detoxify everything all at once, usually. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, I don't know why this is the analogy, because it really is honestly terrible when you really think about it. But like the whole like, how do you eat eat an elephant like one bite at a time, which I'm always like, where did that come from? Nobody's eating elephants. (laughs) I really really don't want to eat an elephant, but I don't have anything better. Uh, So, you know, anyway, so don't don't at me. Okay, everyone. I'm not eating elephants <laughs> over here. Okay, don't save your emails. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's it's one little step at a time, micro changes after micro changes, and they really do add up over time to, you know, to make a macro impact. Yes. You know, you have like I mentioned, you know, you've been you started Primally Pure almost seven years ago. Um, you have grown really fast. 
I'm curious, like what has been maybe a really challenging thing in the business? What's been like one of the hardest things that you've kind of faced in as a business owner? And the reason I ask that is because I think it's in, encouraging to others, um, whether they're consumers or entrepreneurs themselves, who often see businesses that seem like maybe like, oh my gosh, they grow so fast and they're really successful. And then to maybe pull back the curtain a little bit and say, actually, you know, this was really hard or this part was really hard. Because um, I think it just kind of humanizes us and connects us. Like, so I, I'm curious for you, like what was maybe something in the last couple of years that's been really difficult? Yeah, as you're asking that, I'm like trying to think of which which difficult thing <laughs> to focus on because there have been so many ups and downs and so many challenges along the way. One that I'll talk about is just growing a team and managing people. You mm -hmm. know, I had never been in a management role of any kind before I started Primally Pure. So working at Special Olympics, kind of planning events, but didn't have a team under me. Uh, before that, I was working at Lululemon. I was doing freelance writing before that, writing for a magazine. So no management experience. And then I didn't have to manage anyone for a little while, but then eventually I was working around the clock and my husband was like, hey, I think you need to get some help. And so reluctantly, I slowly kind of started bringing people on and just like maybe a year or two in realized I have no idea what I'm doing. And like, I'm trying, I'm like building a team kind of, but I'm not, um, I just feel like I'm not doing it smartly. So that's when I dug into resources like books and podcasts. And, you know, I attended a mastermind, yeah. like we talked about and things like that to where I started. Um, I just realized that the importance of investing in learning and not just like, go, 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 do, 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 but kind of taking a step back and realizing that my, like hustling can only take me so far. Mm. I need, I need to like learn. I need to learn from people that have done this before and just gain insights outside of like my personal immediate experience that I can implement and use to manage people more effectively, grow the company more effectively. You know, the learning like stuff applies to so much more than just managing people, but just like growing a business in general, you know, having no experience with that either. I think that it's something I wish I had done earlier on was like starting to read, you know, more business books and yeah. podcasts and talking to more people who had grown businesses and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really, man, that's, that is like an encouragement and challenge to me as well. And I think uh, a lot of times we maybe, you know, especially in entrepreneurship, you might find yourself in a position or a role that you never expected before. And then you realize mm -hmm. very quickly, like where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are. You know, I am, for example, like I know a million percent that I should never log into QuickBooks. Like that is just not going to be my <laughs> skill. So I have somebody yeah. that does it for me and I never look at it. I don't touch it. And she just sends me whatever she needs to send me to sign. And I just go, okay. Like, you know I mean, like, yeah, uh, you don't, you shouldn't trust me with QuickBooks. No, you just should not. So um, it's so valuable if you can yeah. identify those things early on that. Yeah. They're just not your thing rather than spending so much of your time and energy trying to, and there are things that every business owner in the beginning, like there's some, some things you have to hustle at mm -hmm. and figure out before you can even like think about hiring someone to do it. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like a constant reassessing of, okay, at this point, can I afford to learn this or can I afford to bring someone on who can do this instead of me? Yeah. I think another theme is just constantly like assessing 
yeah. everything. And then you the figure time. out, you figure out too, <laughs> like changes. what you really, maybe there's something like you really enjoy that you would never have known. And um, yeah, like I joke that like my friend who uh, is my accountant and does my QuickBooks, like she like genuinely loves it. And I'm just like, who genuinely loves oh, QuickBooks? And like she does. And I'm just like, go, you go girl, go best friend. I feel the same way uh, about our accountant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it, but I'm grateful that there yeah, are people who I know. It's just who really, love it. truly evidence that God yeah. gives us all very different gifts. Um, yes. so, uh, I, I love that. Okay. So we've also talked about obviously the importance of, um, cause I want to kind of backtrack just a little bit this idea of starting small and, and, uh, you know, learning and, and examining what's in your products and yada, yada, yada. But obviously, you know, even since you started and you kind of even started on this journey in 2013, a lot has changed in the industry in general. And there's a ton of greenwashing that is going on. Um, and it can be really difficult for the, let's just call the average consumer, to sometimes go into a store and or shop online and be able to understand or decipher like, is this just greenwashing marketing? Or is this actually a clean and effective product? How do I tell the difference between the two? Um, Because it can be really, really challenging. And for people that maybe don't even know what greenwashing is. So can you talk a little bit about that? What your experience has been? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's something that is becoming more and more prominent just because of how like trendy natural beauty is now and using natural products. And so a lot of companies, there's a lot of really sneaky marketing things that companies will do just to make their product sound really natural and sound really appealing to the consumer. Yep. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is that there are a lot of terms that aren't regulated. There are a lot of terms that don't mean anything. And so it's kind of familiarizing yourself with some of these common phrases and common labels and then understanding like what they mean, what they don't mean, and, you know, being able to dig a little bit deeper. So a few things that are really common is like all natural. Like a lot of companies will say their products are all natural means nothing. No one is checking. No government agency is checking to make sure that every product that says all natural actually contains natural products. Another one is like made with shea butter or made with coconut oil. Sounds great. Sounds almost like that is like the base ingredient. I mean, I think a lot of people might think that, but then when, if you look at the ingredient list and coconut oil or shea butter is like the 15th ingredient listed under all these unpronounceable chemicals, um, you know, ingredients are listed in order of greatest to least. And so there may not really be much of that natural ingredient that they're claiming their product contains, and maybe it does contain it, but it's just not going to make up the bulk of the product. So we always encourage people to um, just look at the ingredient list and especially look at the first five ingredients listed on the product. And that's going to be what makes up the majority of the product. And if those five ingredients are things that you don't know what they are, that you can't pronounce, chances are it's not going to be a very natural product. And maybe you look them up on environmental working group and they're all like a zero or a one. Usually that's not the case, but if people want to dig deeper, the environmental working group is a great resource where people can enter in like names of ingredients that they're not familiar with and get kind of a rundown on the safety of that ingredient. Um, But we are always kind of, you know, our niche is making products that people can look at and know what they are, know they're safe just by reading the label. Because the list of ingredients to avoid is never ending. Like new chemical compounds are being created every day. 
there's tens of thousands of different ingredients like on the market. It's impossible to decipher all of them just off the top of your head and Mm -hmm. always know what to avoid. So we kind of err on the side of creating products made with things that people are already familiar with, already know are safe, rather than having to like look up all 20 ingredients on the back of a label on environmentalworkinggroup.com. I really appreciate those kind of tips because again, it can be really overwhelming for people. Um, EWG actually even has an app for people that don't know. You can even, I think, like sometimes you can go into a a store and you can scan the barcode of a product and it'll pull it up and it'll tell you, you know, what the ingredients are, what its rating is, things like that, um, which is just so helpful, especially in the beginning when you're learning. And, um, you know, and then sometimes you'll see things like the ingredient is like fragrance. And, and you don't realize like, unless it says like fragrance, like parentheses, yada, 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 essential oil, or like, you know, some type of like natural, actual natural fragrance. If it's just parentheses fragrance, it can be anywhere from, I think I've read something. It's like, can be like 3000 different ingredients, like can make up fragrance. Yes. I'm glad you touched on that. Cause that one is, is super tricky. It's a trade secret protected by the FDA. So companies don't have to list what's in their fragrance. Yeah. So yeah, that's an important one to avoid. Yeah. And so it's not that anything that is scented is inherently bad. It's just like, what is it actually like being scented with? Oh, it can be so overwhelming, but don't, you know, just know that it, it, you just start small and just, you know, <laughs> do what you can and don't, yeah. don't beat yourself up if you feel like uh, it's, you know, it's something that just feels out of reach. So I know that we're we're running out of time, but there's a couple of things I wanted to um, ask just before we go to the get to know you round. Um, and that's just kind of, you know, around this idea of like, what is on the horizon for Primally Pure? I mean, you've, like I said, you've grown so much and I want to go ahead and just actually throw this out there for the listeners. I don't even know if I said this um, since we started recording. I've used your products like since pretty much since you started. Um, the deodorant was the first thing uh, that I was introduced to. And then to this day, like the um, the oil cleanser is currently in my shower. I use it every single day. Oh, um, nice. The pl- and I just changed. I You used... And I don't know if I am just like missing it. Did you guys stop doing the blue tansy line? We still have blue tansy products, but we did change our blue tansy beauty cream to um, soothing cream. It still has blue tansy in it. That's but right. The formula changed a little That's bit. right. So I... And then I, I used that whole blue tansy line. Like I was... And now I'm on to the plumping cream. The plumping uh, cream is just much, it is my jam. I just feel, (laughs) I mean, I am in my late 30s and somebody the other day was like, your skin looks amazing. And I was like, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, it's the best. Um, It does. Yeah, I really do genuinely love and use your products and have for years. So uh, this is not me like for the listeners. This is not me just being like, I'm going to tell Bethany this because she's on my show. I'll be like, no, for real. Like I got the receipts. Okay. I have like actual <laughs> receipts from buy it, spending oh, Molly. a lot That's of money so over the last few years. Uh, so, um, but Thank you so much. Oh my That's gosh. So cool to hear. Of course. Of course. So actually for the listeners, I have a code um, and that is still being Molly and that gets you 10% off and uh, you can use it anytime. It's an evergreen code. Go try it. I recommend uh, the deodorant first is like your gateway product. Um, but uh, if you're like, I want to hashtag treat myself, I would go with the plumping cream because that's amazing. Um, and I mean, truly anything is amazing. But um, I know you probably have your favorites. Those are my personal favorites. Um, I also love the seasonal hand soaps. I always like stock up on them every single season. 
Um, the winter one is probably my favorite, but every, every season I, I stock up on those and the room sprays and the fabric spray. Oh my goodness. I just love them all. Um, so with that being said, what's on the horizon? Like, is there new products that maybe you can tell us about as like a little sneak peek or, um, just what you're hoping to do to, to grow the business in this next season? So this year we're really focused on building out the team a bit more, hiring a few more awesome people onto the team in the right positions. And, and then we are working on a few new products, but for a 2023 launch. So we're actually working on a line of sun care products that we're super excited about. Oh, that is amazing. Because as somebody who is basically transparent, um, I uh, need all the sun care and my sweet, (laughs) my sweet redheaded son also really needs the sun care products. My daughter, it's funny, she got a little bit of olive-ish in her skin, uh, I think from my husband's side of the family. And so she'll burn sometimes, but she's really more like she can, she'll kind of you know, she can go outside in the summertime and she gets a little tan. Uh, me and my son, not so much. Like we go from transparent to uh, lobster red uh, real quick. So <laughs> um, anyway, uh, very excited about that. That's amazing because it's often really hard to find good, clean uh, sun care products. So yes. I'm so excited. Um, Bethany, this has been tr- such an honor and a pleasure uh, to be able to sit down with you and learn more about um, a company that I have have loved so much um, over the last few years. Um, and I'm just over here cheering you on um, and everything you're doing. I wish the spa that you uh, was closer because I would uh, absolutely <laughs> be hitting it up, uh, but it's a little far. It's a Come little visit. Far. I know. Next I- time you're out here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Okay. So now is the portion of the show where we just ask some fun get to know you questions. So Bethany, are you ready for the get to know you round? I'm ready. All right. Let's do it. Question number one is I have to ask, what is your go-to absolute favorite Primally Pure product? Mm, Okay. I feel like I talked a lot about deodorant. So that's one of them, but I'm going to choose something else. Um, I really love our cleansing oil. If anyone's not familiar with cleansing oil or the oil cleansing method, it is an amazing way of washing your skin that is really balancing. It doesn't strip your skin of its natural oil barrier. It cleanses and dissolves away impurities without over drying your skin. And it just feels so good. It's like a mini spa treatment every night. And our cleansing oils smell really, really nice. They work great. So yeah, that would probably be, be my current fave. I love that. I was definitely new to the the oil cleansing method and I was really confused at first, but now I love it. I just, uh, full transparency, like uh, maybe a month ago, I just bought uh, Primally Pure's dry brushes and I am entering into the world of dry brushing. And I am, I admit I am brand new. I don't have any clue what I'm doing. I've watched some videos. I still don't really know what I'm doing. My husband walked to the bathroom <laughs> one day and I was standing there like uh, dry brushing and he was just like, what are you doing? Like, I was like, are you a horse? I was like, no, I'm, I'm dry brushing. Okay. My husband was just like, and that is what exactly? (laughs) So the good news is it's really hard to mess it up. So yeah, yeah, just do like whatever feels good. And there's, yeah, I really enjoy it. It feels very bougie. Um, and I'm here for it. Um, but I've heard, (laughs) I know so many people that just like talk about it and love it so much. So I was like, all right, I'm going to give it a try. But it just was really funny that like, I didn't tell my husband like, oh, I'm taking up dry brushing. And, um, (laughs) 
he just walked in my bathroom one day. He's like, what on earth? He was like, you look like you're grooming a horse. Um, yeah, I can imagine if you're not familiar with it, that would be a strange thing to walk into. Um, anyway, so I'm brand new to it, but I did buy, I bought both the facial dry brush and the body dry brush. And if you are listening to this and you're like, what? in the actual is dry brushing. I'm just going to allow you to go to YouTube and search it. Um, It's basically like you're taking like a a bristled brush and you like brush your skin in a certain way. And it's like to increase blood flow and circulation and like draining lymph nodes. Uh, I don't actually know at all what any of that means. Um, (laughs) I'm just being fully transparent about that. It's like, I'm like, this I think does it, but it's like lymph drainage. I don't know why I need to drain my lymphatic flow. Yeah. Yeah. It just keeps everything moving. Detox pathways open. And yeah, it also just feels really good. It does. It does that. I think that's like why I was like, all right, I'm just going to, if anything, it feels good. So I'm just going to, it's invigorating. It It is. It is. Okay. Um, all right. What is your current guilty pleasure? Hmm. Good question. Okay. I've been reading, um, the Bridgerton (gasps) books and they're so good. So good. And I would definitely classify it as a guilty pleasure. They're really good. (laughs) Absolutely. is. So (laughs) yes, that was my guilty pleasure in 2021. So I am here for you having that be your guilty pleasure in 2020. I binged all nine books in like a month. Like I was, Oh my gosh. Yes. I devoured That's them. That's quick. I, uh, yeah, my, my sister-in-law bought me the first three for my birthday in September and I'm now I'm almost done with book five. So not quite moving at your pace, no, but yeah, but I've enjoyed them. They're so good. They're so good. I yeah. think actually book five was my favorite or maybe it was three. I don't know. I'd have to look back at the titles. They all, all nine kind of me- mesh together now yeah. in my head, but, um, I fully support this guilty pleasure. <laughs> so, uh, Bethany, anytime like you finish one, you're like, I need somebody to talk about it with like, you just send me a DM. Okay. We'll, we'll Perfect. chat. It'll be fine. Um, I love okay. It. Uh, um, um, what is on your current, like most played playlist on Spotify? Mm. Okay. I'm so stuck in like high school. I'm still using Pandora. I have Pandora. Yeah. I I need to move over to Spotify because everyone loves Spotify now, but, um, I gosh, I'm pretty, I haven't like ventured out a whole lot in the last few years. Music wise, like I'm still listening to stuff I listened to in high school, like old school R and B it's so random. Like sometimes just like nineties pop I'm stuck in the nineties basically. I love it. And then it's either like nineties music, all the genres, or it's like Lauren Daigle. Yeah. I, you know what, again, I think we are actually like, uh, like maybe the same person, um, in some ways because (laughs) that is also me. Um, and, uh, as we were recording this, the Super Bowl was two days ago and I may or may not have made an entire playlist of like Mary J. Blige and Dr. Dre and Eminem. And I was, my kids were like, why do you know all the the words to these songs? (laughs) Okay. And in full disclosure, okay. I didn't know Jesus when I was younger. I do now. And so I did put, I made the playlist with clean versions (laughs) Okay. It's so funny because back in the day, I listened to that stuff, but I was like, back in the day, you're listening to the radio, basically. Yes, it was like you're a not radio listening edits. to like 
the yeah. So I think I listen to music now and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe the kids listen to this like older <laughs> stuff. And then I listen to the unedited versions of everything I used to listen to. And I realized it was like just uh, as bad. Yep. Just, just as bad. Yeah. So, but the beats are good. The they are, are so good. man. Oh man. And you know what, Dr. Dre, I mean, he turned 57 yeah. last month. I'm like, I am impressed that he I know. Is, you Him know. and Snoop Dogg both sounded so good. Okay. And they look great too. Real quick, real quick, complete digression. I don't think we as a society take enough of an opportunity to discuss Snoop Dogg's real name. It's like Calvin Corazor Broadus Jr. Like, I just love him. Like, look at you go, Calvin. And I've never known that. Yeah, that's his real name. And he's been married to his high school sweetheart for like 25 years. Oh, I know. He did have a little bit of a time where he was like, snoop a loop in a little bit and they separated but they got back together <laughs> and the fact that like it's just snoop dogg's been with his high school sweetheart for 25 years is very heartwarming to me that's really and it's sweet is, i feel like that says is. a lot about him it does it does anyway okay complete yeah. digression I, I discovered these things and i was like you know what why don't we why, why don't we I as a that. society have the discussion about that okay calvin I agree. um okay i'm glad i'm glad i learned those things yeah you're you. welcome you're welcome for the <laughs> listeners you are welcome everyone you can just go tell next time Snoop Dogg's on TV be like you be like go Calvin broadest <laughs> junior um okay last question question I ask all my guests and that is uh Bethany what does it mean to you to run a business with purpose to me it means following the passion and the purpose that I believe God has placed on my heart with mm-hmm. like the most um just in the best way that I can constantly seeking his guidance when I don't know what the next move is Mm -hmm. or the right move is and trying to do that in the most humble way that I can admitting when I make mistakes, learning from those mistakes, even appreciating, you know, those uncertain opportunities and the, even like having the ability to fail and learn from those failures. But um, yeah. And just kind of acknowledging at the end of the day that it's, it's not about me. It's about um, you know, serving, serving God, serving others yeah, and just doing my best with it. Mm. Bethany, thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun. Uh, I just really appreciate you, uh, everything that you're doing. And like I said, you have a big, uh, big champion in me, um, over here in central North Carolina. Um, and I realize I'm just like a tiny, a tiny person over here, but I just, I love what you're doing. Um, and I just wish you all Not the a success. Tiny <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Thank you. This was so fun. I love Bethany so much. She's just such an inspiration to me and it made me fall in love with the company and the products even more uh, throughout this conversation. I hope you loved this conversation. I hope that maybe you learned something and I hope you try out their products. Again, we've got a coupon code for you and it's still being Molly. It gets you 10% off your order from Primally Pure and you can use that forever. It never expires. So definitely give them a try if you have not already. Now, do not forget to tune in next week because next week is episode 290, which means it's a solo episode, which means you got yours truly. As we know, every episode on the tens, you get to sit down with yours truly. And next week, I am actually going to be kind of diving into this topic a little bit more about uh, sustainability and reducing your waste through using a lot of these non-toxic products. And so I'm going to have 25 simple tips for living with less waste and living sustainably on the podcast next week. You do not want to miss it. 
As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you're a first time listener, welcome. Be sure to check out the archives for so many incredible interviews with just wonderfully amazing entrepreneurs. And if you are one of my regular listeners, thank you for your support and for tuning in week in and week out. Would you share this show with a friend? Tag me on social media. I'm at Still Being Molly or at Business with Purpose Podcast on Instagram and Facebook on Twitter. Don't forget to use that hashtag Business with Purpose Podcast. When you share the show with a friend, when you share the show on social media, that's totally free for you to do. And it's a huge, huge help to me. Thank you so much for doing that. And be sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts and click that subscribe button. And that helps to make sure that you never miss a new episode of the show. As always, this show is produced by the incredible team at Third Wheel Media. Thank you so much for listening. Now go do something good with purpose on purpose. Purpose.